Hello, welcome back to Montessori Minute. My name is Melissa McElhill. We are looking at the Absorbent Mind, Chapter 10, some thoughts on language. You know, just some thoughts on language. Just casual. Uh, we've got some main points, uh, some quotations I think you might find useful. And of course, to start with, I'll give you a summary of the chapter. Maria Montessori argues, and indeed I don't think anybody disagrees, that the role of language is very important in civilization. It binds men, creates nations, it separates us from animals, and it is an instrument of collective thought. It's how we get stuff done. It's abstract and it's arbitrary. I'm looking at my sweater. You know, this is, this is called a sweater. And sweater means the thing that I put on when I'm feeling cold. You know, it's, it's what was decided. Few sounds are needed to construct a considerable number of words. What's impressive is the memory required to recollect words, combine them, understand their meaning, all in order to express a thought accurately. Rules of syntax and grammar also need to be followed. Ironically, language is a powerful tool, yet because it's ephemeral, we need to keep speaking it, you know, to keep it alive, otherwise we lose our mastery over it. Arguably, nobody is a master of Latin because nobody speaks it every day. Main points. First point, the child is not taught his mother tongue. It develops naturally in the unconscious mind. And here is where Maria Montessori compares the absorbent mind, which is the mind the child has between zero and six years old, with a camera. You know, think of those old-fashioned cameras, you know, where the man would go under that sheet and everybody would have to stand for ages as they waited for their portrait to be taken. This is how a child's mind works, right? It takes in impressions in their entirety, right? It takes everything in and then when it comes to development, the photo is produced, the language is acquired in its entirety. Second point, the development of language follows fixed laws, right? So Montessori observed that children first speak in syllables, then words, and then apply syntax and grammar. Um, and she notes that the language also follows the laws of physical development. So um, talking about you know, the, the mouth, tongue, throat, and the ear, um, children who are exposed to, say, Italian when they are young, hear all the sounds made by the Italian language. If you grow up only speaking English and then learn Italian as an adult, chances are your ear may not even be um, tuned to pick up all the sounds. And uh, languages that are even further apart, uh, when further apart, these uh, difficulties are made more apparent. Uh, whereas the child does not suffer at all, right? His ear has adapted, it's become attuned. Point three, language is absorbed as a whole, even if only produced in fragments, right? So Montessori argues that just because a child is producing language in fragments, like perhaps he's only communicating in syllables or words, does not mean that inside the language is going in in full, right? And Montessori argues that the evidence for this is the progress we see in bursts. Right, so there are bursts of language when a child, say, goes from syllables to words. Montessori argues that 
it's only because of the inner workings going on. The fact that the child is, is taking language in and, um, you know, the brain is processing the information that he's able to, to speak. Point six, after two years old, so after the bursts have finished, we enter a period of organisation. Um, but it's still lively and spontaneous, right? The child acquires many new words and perfects his sentence formation. Now some quotations. Speech is a real thing, yet of all the instruments that man uses, it is the least substantial. Page 98. You know, that reminds me of uh, Hamlet, when uh, Hamlet's pretending, you know, in the play, he's pretending to be mad. And, uh, you know, somebody says, uh, you know, how can you say, how can you say that I said that? You know, those words aren't mine. And Hamlet says, nor mine now. Ha, ha, ha. And, um, you know, what he's saying is, you know, once you speak words, they're no longer yours. They're just in the air, you know. They're intangible and, and unsubstantial, which is ironic because, of course, as we know, language is really powerful. Another quotation, no one but a child can construct his own machinery and so learn to perfection as many languages as he hears spoken about him. Right, so if a child is exposed to three languages, say his mother speaks one fluently, his father another, you know, his aunt another, and he lives with these three people, he will acquire those three languages perfectly. Right? Any language you learn as an adult, you will not learn it as fluently as you would were you between zero and six years old. Another quotation, uh, which is, I think it's got a bit of a sting, um, for the mother does not teach her child language. And I think, you know, the point she's making, right, so Montessori was writing at a time when people thought that children learn passively and that we transmit our knowledge, you know, into these passive, empty minds. Um, you know, of course, the mother does teach her child language because the child is exposed to the words that she is speaking, right? And usually the mother will talk to her child. But what Montessori is saying is that she doesn't teach him in the way that we perhaps think she does, right? There, there aren't lessons. You don't sit down and repeat words. And the last quotation... Circumstances are very important, yet the child's language becomes richer no matter what his surroundings. And I think this, this is really special and really optimistic. And also just a, te just a testament to Maria Montessori's constant sense of humility. Right? She's talking about processes that are inevitable. Right? It, whether we enrich the child's environment or not, the child will acquire language, and his language will develop as time goes on, right? But, you know, of course, if we want to help children as much as we can, then we'll do our best to enrich the environment in terms of language. You know, we'll speak to the child in full sentences, and we won't compromise on, you know, syntax and grammar. Well, thanks for listening. Um, I'm doing a, a podcast every day as part of a like a Montessori advent calendar. So I'll see you tomorrow for chapter 11 of The Absorbent Mind.